The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, a Texas Tech Athletics Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Michael, what's up, man? Oh, dude, have you ever had one of those weeks where you just you just can't stop eating? Several. Yeah. I've, I've had a few of those, possibly consecutively. Uh, you know, maybe a few years, possibly a decade or two. But I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is this week. I don't know if it's the all the rain we've been getting or what, but something, man. I've just been eating nonstop for like two weeks. Currently getting rain, too. Yeah, I know. It makes me want to go grab a snack. <laughs> uh, we we've got some some food to talk about a little bit later. Uh, I did get a pint of that Dr Pepper float ice cream. Oh, okay. It ready very, for a review. Went very quickly. All right, that's no a good spoilers. sign. No spoilers. Um, okay. You dumped it in the trash. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. Um, I want to talk about clothing. Like we're we're gonna like I I put it in under questions because it may fit more with football because that's just I think where where a lot of the apparel and uh, equipment interest Fashion. comes from. Mainly. Fashion, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna dive back into our taking the planes roots. Uh, and and revert back to our fashion blog uh, era, but I want to talk about clothing. So th- there's going to be a, a segment where we're going to talk about the Texas Tech Under Armour deal um, and what may be next. Uh, and I got there because we were talking about Whataburger. No, we weren't talking about Whataburger. What we were talking about, um, I don't know how I, I drew the connection besides just looking at the notes and there's a picture of a Whataburger piece of apparel because apparently they're an apparel company now. Yes, uh, they that are. That sell burgers on the side. Yes. Um, side hustle. That may be an option. We yeah. we, we, we could be the Texas Tech uh, fighting Whataburgers. Um, no, no, but but still, anyways, I, I, I do want to talk about uh, apparel and the equipment aspect of that or the um, contract of it. Mid... <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I have I have mixed feelings on on all this because I was looking at at some of the the revenue and compensation we were getting from Under Armour, uh, and I was not happy about that. And then I looked around, I was like, well, actually, compared to like other schools that have like Nike or Adidas, like in some areas, like we're ahead, and some areas, like we're we're, we're pretty far behind. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about all that. Um, 
baseball. Baseball tournament starts tomorrow, Wednesday, the 24th. Uh, we'll look at the Big 12 tournament bracket there for the conference tournament in Arlington. Um, do you want to get your, uh, your thoughts? There was, there was some, some flurry of activity on the Twitter today about how both Big 12 and SEC were looking at hosting their conference tournaments in Arlington. Um, and how that may muddy the waters there a little bit. Uh, go through some of the postseason, the early postseason accolades. Uh, the Big 12 dropped their their all Big 12 teams today. Uh, got a lot of guys from the Red Raider roster to talk about there. Basketball, um, a new commit, new high school ish commit. <laughs> I don't know if he's like a high schooler or like one of those uh, prep academy kids that have technically graduated high school, but they haven't started their college uh, eligibility yet. Like the, um, what's that big one in Florida uh, that pumps out a lot of football kids? Um, in IMG, the I- IMG Academy, Florida. Um, there's still not a staff update. I was expecting to have one like a week ago or may- maybe even like Monday this week since the dead period started on Wednesday. Or yeah, last Wednesday. Uh, nothing, got nothing there. Football. We talked about uh, how baseball did postseason. Football released their preseason lists, or at least Athlon did. So we'll talk about Red Raiders that made it onto those lists. I just kicked the desk while the entire thing just shook. Uh, talk about Texas Tech and Under Armour, and then we've got quite a bit on, on what do we learn because this is this is just where we're going to spend about half our time tonight. Um, going from going yard and baseball. There is a, a text tech golfer that we'll talk about for a second. Uh, we'll, we'll get a little bit more details about Michael's eating habits and, and, and diagnose him with some like borderline uh, binge eating disorder or something. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, no, I'm not kidding at all. Uh, Whataburger is a pair of company. I did want to, I do want to see if you had seen their, their father's day gift guide yet. I'd already picked out an item for Michael. I'm sure you all, if you know Michael, then you, you know where this, where I'm going with it. Uh, but I dropped a picture in the notes for Michael to see it and then uh, give you my thoughts on the Dr. Pepper float ice cream and then whatever else Michael may have. I, I, I loaded the, what do we learn section? Man. Yeah. We've so, had, we are, we are so close to the off season guys. We're, we're going to talk a little baseball and the rest of it's going to be who knows. I also need a haircut. Like I'm, I've been like, I'm, I'm at the stage where like I'm futzing, futzing, fussing, Messing with my hair because it's just all it's like like it it's long enough where like it touches my forehead and I'm like get it off my forehead and then it's like it's trapped under the the headphones and I keep messing with that and yeah I I, I may need it. it looks like Michael recently shaved too so that, that that may be it's not it's not in, in my near future I'm I'm not going that route I have you um your your hair is um your hair is a gift. Your hair is a gift you should cherish. I told Samantha that like, like going gray doesn't bother me, but if I were to go bald, uh, that would bother me. Um, and then, but then I always like wrote it off. Like I've got so much hair. It's so thick. Like it'll never happen. If it, I, I mean, I, I just have, can't picture I should have like knocked on wood or like done all of the things because, um, and I, I don't know if it's just like this stage of my life right now, but like I'm getting out 
lots of hair, especially in the shower. It's just like, well, this is, this is okay. We're, we're going to do some hair talk too, because yeah. I've been watching this show called three pines on Amazon prime about a detective in Canada. Anyway, the, the detectives play by Alfred Molina. Okay. Molina, believe it or not. I said an M there. I think I, anyway, so if you don't know who Alfred, you do, you nodded, but if you don't know who Alfred Molina is, he was Doc Ock in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. The guy's like, he's almost 70. The head of hair on this man. I mean, it's impressive. Yeah. I love it. Because I, I, you know, you watch him and he's like jogging around and, and doing stuff on the show. And then I just all of a sudden thought, how old is this guy? And he's late sixties, and I'm thought, man, to be late sixties and rocking a head of lettuce like that, I think that's I think that's where Spencer's going to be headed. We're going to be seventy years old, and I'm going to be like, dude, look at that. That, that be wall a, of hair is just still there. You'll be bald for more than half your life. Oh, I've I've already been bald half my life. That's what I'm saying, man. That's not that's not entirely accurate, but it's it's not far from it been balding for half my life that's for sure like this is not great for over 20 years great light to see it but like so my beard like the white in my beard came like hot and heavy like real fast like it went like (laughs) i've I've seen like pictures from like beginning of like 2020 like just i was like 2020 was a rough year it's not like what the hell happened (laughs) you shouldn't go to there (laughs) 2019 let's say that and and 2019 it's like I had a, I had some, I had like, like a streak or something over here and just like a spot or two of gray. And now it's like, it's mostly gray. I'm showing it off for the camera for you guys that are on the stream with us. If you're not, you should be, uh, subscribe to the 23 personnel YouTube channel. You can jump in and do these things live with us Tuesday nights. But, um, there I'm getting, I'm getting like, like individual and not like patches. Like there are some like concentrated areas of, of, well, there's more white hair than 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 others, like right here along my temple. But like I've got like individual strands of gray on top of my head. I'm just feeling it, man. You're gonna um, the mortality. Anyways, I don't know why I'm 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 dragging this out. Let's uh let's jump into baseball. Uh, we'll do that. We'll do basketball, football, uniform and apparel talk. And what did we learn? So let's jump into baseball. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. 
I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Left field, well struck. Desloni picks it up on a bounce. He's racing for second throw. Out in second. Young lifts it to right field, looking for a second home. And some time because all the tools are there. Wow, this one launched deep left off the bat of Warren and into the bleachers. There he goes. And the pitch is driven and deep to right. Cursed down to the wall. Off the top of the fence. Here comes the big sell. Cameron Warren's going to murder home from first. From the third is late. And the Red Raiders have reclaimed the lead. Popped up. All right, so uh, still trying to figure out these stupid uh, Riverside controls. I heard that perfectly fine, and then I realized it was on preview and not live, so I'll just drop that in afterwards. Um, so those that are with us that sat through a minute of silence, appreciate that. We'll, <laughs> if you're listening to the recording, you'll be like, man, what are you talking about? It's fine. Um, Flawless. So baseball regular season has wrapped up. Raiders finish 37 and 19, 12 and 12 in Big 12 play, and 44th in RPI after they take down the Kansas Jayhawks two games to one on this last weekend series, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, even though I wrote it in the notes Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because I just didn't, it's just so ingrained. That I didn't that's, even where, catch that's, it. that's how you play a, a baseball weekend series. At least until you get into new new Big Twelve, um, and I don't know the what was going through the Kansas coaching staff's collective heads. Like if they were going all in to, to, to steal a game, um, 
because they they took game one uh, three to one, and um, like you look up and you're like, dang it! Like Mason Molina turned in <laughs> the performance of the year. Uh, and he gets mm-hmm. one run of support. Molina went seven innings, gave up five hits, only one run. It was it was earned. No walks and thirteen strikeouts on only eighty nine pitches, um, which is what you love to see. Being that he won't have a his full amount of rest, like he was already coming back. Um, He's already coming back a little early with the the schedule being shifted up a day. It's going to happen again this week. It's going to be shifted up a day. Uh, instead of going Friday to Friday, he went Friday to Thursday. Now, probably till Wednesday. I haven't seen if they release the starters for tomorrow. Um, but he did it on 89 pitches, which is just fantastic work. Brandon Beckel comes in, unfortunately gets his first loss of the season. And... Uh, he went two full innings, one hit, and that was the one that mattered. Gave up two runs, two earned, a walk, and a strikeout on 26 pitches. Kansas came in and hit that home run, uh, hit a home run in the top of the ninth to take a three to one lead. And then that was that. Um, Elvis did all of the scoring for, or at least all the hit all the RBIs in for, for Kansas. He had a single the left field in the seventh. That's when the, that's the first inning that Kansas scored. You had a one nothing lead from the second on to the seventh. Uh, game was quick, two hours seventeen minutes. Um, I was umpiring that night. I knew that the game started late because of some weather that was coming in. But they finished this game nine innings before I finished my six or seven innings total of, of little league baseball. Cause it, like I said, only went two hours and 17 minutes where these little league games are going 90 minutes a piece. Um, and then in the ninth inning, Elvis homers into left field, uh, and scores Sam hunt, former red Raider, Sam hunt. Um, so you, you drop the first game, your RPI stinks. Uh, you do bounce back Friday. Um, in a in an entertaining way, you you kind of you know you never want to to need it to come down to this. Um, Very dramatic way to win a baseball game. Yeah, um, but you know you walk it off in the tenth uh, to win eight to seven. Um, but it was the day of the home run. This game went a whole hour and a half longer than the Thursday night game. It went three forty. Um, Dylan Carter starts off the scoring. He hits a solo home run in the second. Uh, Nolan Hester comes in a couple of batters later, uh, doubles into left field to score. Tracer Lopez. I still love that guy's name, man. Tracer. That's such a. I'm I'm curious because I don't know if it's been talked about or if like just something I've been thinking of is is Tracer like the next step or evolution of the nickname Trey of like the third in their family, you know, like you say his name, like John Williams, the third, a lot of people, they'll just go with the nickname Trey for him. Right. Is tracer like the next step <laughs> or is tracer's is, actual name? That's a pretty I, good stretch. Well, if he was a third, oh, a, he would, it would be Lopez. Comma. I guess. It, I, 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 right. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, 
anyways, that was just a thought I had. Tracer Lopez uh, gets on base. Nolan Hester doubles him in. Gage Harrelson comes up after Hester, singles in Hester from second, and then uh, you take the three nothing lead in the second. You add one more in the fourth. Austin Green hits a home run on the seventh pitch of the at bat. Uh, you get four nothing. Then Kansas, God bless them, scores four of their own in the top of the fourth. You're like, man, that sucked. <laughs> you, you were having some fun. Um, you have those, those two home runs, and you were you're, you're getting on onto their guys, their pitching staff. Um, but Kansas ties it. You respond in the bottom of the fourth. Uh, Austin Green hits a sacrifice fly. And then uh, Cash also hits a, a sacrifice fly. So you get two runs in the fourth. Um, Kansas responds in the fifth. They they, they get one run back on a, on a solo home run. Uh, Nolan Hester comes up at the bottom of the fifth. Knocks in Dylan Carter. Um and then into the eighth, you've got a eight to six, sorry, seven to five lead. Um, and then Elvis hits his second home run of the, of the weekend. Um, this time it was a two run shot and scores Brooks to tie it seven, seven. Nobody scores in the ninth, although you had an opportunity there. Um, no, you didn't. Sorry. I'm, I'm thinking about a different game. You went up, you went three up, three down. Nope, just kidding. <laughs> strikeout, strikeout, single, ground out uh, to finish the ninth. And then into the 10th, uh, you've got Kyle Robinson in to pitch for you. Uh, he gets a strikeout looking of their second baseman. Brooks singles into left field. Elvis flies out. Sam Hunt strikes out swinging. And then in the bottom of the 10th, Bazell strikes out looking. Austin Green flies out to right field. And then Gavin Cash on a full count. Fifth, sixth pitch of the at-bat hits just an absolute donkey over the scoreboard. Uh, Measured at 486 feet. It may have been 486 feet over the scoreboard. Um <laughs> And it was his first in quite a while. I don't have that that number in front of me. And I don't know if uh, our, our man Keith had, had, had pulled it up and mentioned uh, the last time he had a home run because it felt like he'd been catching and been stuck at 22 for a while. Um, but to come out and just absolutely launch this one, and it was like a no-doubter off the bat. I was, I was watching on the broadcast and it was like, he swung, beautiful swing, as you all know, that, that, that Cash has. And then if you watch enough baseball, especially on TV, um, when you like just the things that will line up, like the swing and then how quickly the ball will come out of the frame, you're like, oh, that's gone. Um, it was just majestic. And then so you win that game, you walk it off eight to seven. Uh, you didn't want to have to to walk off Kansas. Um, but it was fun. It counts the same whether you you beat them eight to seven or 15 to one. But you bounce back on Saturday and just beat the absolute tar out of the Jayhawks. You run rule them, and it wasn't even close. Uh, obviously, I, I, I said it was fifteen to one. Zane Petty comes in, gets his third win of the season as your starting pitcher. He went. Petty did five full innings, five hits, no runs, no walks, six strikeouts, which was fantastic day for him. Brennan Gurton, an inning and a third, gave up a hit and a run. 
one walk, one strikeout. Derek Bridges finishes the final two thirds of the game. So he, I was going to say he pitched more than a, in six pitches, but barely, only barely. He threw nine pitches. Uh, no hits, no runs, no errors. Sorry, no earned runs, excuse me. No strikeouts, no walks, uh, but got a fly out and a ground out. Um, offensively, man, it started off. Kevin Bazell had himself a day on Saturday. He he starts off the scoring, hits a two-run bomb in the first. Uh, Hudson White follows that up just a few batters later with a grand slam. So you jump out six to zero. Uh, Vulicic, bases loaded walk in the second, scores another run. Uh, Vulicic is the next guy up responsible for a run in the fourth. He doubles in cash, pushes it to eight nothing. Hudson White hits his second home run of the day. This was a two-run bomb to get it to 10 nothing. Bazell hits his second home run of the day to get it to 11. So you're already at the threshold for a run rule uh, when you get to 10. Cash doubles in uh, green to put up the 12th run. Hudson White grounds into a double play, but Cash does score on that. Bazell hits his third home run of the day. This was a two-run shot. To get it to 15 to nothing. Um, then Sam Hunt on one, four, five, six, seventh. I'm trying to do quick math here. Seventh pitch of his at bat doubles in uh, a single run in the seventh. Um, had they had they got it within, you know, within 10, had they scored six runs there in the seventh, they would have extended the game. But just the one run for Kansas in the seventh, and this one ends this game. A run ruled shortened game, still longer than the game on Thursday night. This was two and a half hours. Uh, that that Thursday night game was just flying. So you finish the season two game, uh, two game win streak here to take the series from Kansas two to one. Uh, your regular season RPI settles in at forty fourth, um, which doesn't sound bad if they were building the postseason regional brackets today. The problem is I don't I think I think Keith said that they'll they'll take in the first couple days of, of tournaments. Um but the problem is unless you win the tournament, you've got two more losses on your schedule coming. Um and that may ding you a little bit and maybe and maybe you know enough that you're you're going from maybe you're on the bubble to firmly on the bubble or like on the backside looking in. Um, so I know our, our man Rob Rowe says you, you would feel a lot more confident if you had a 40 win season uh, to win three games, of the big 12 tournament, then you're, you're scratching at like, let's just go win the whole dang thing. Um, I think Texas tech and, and my fandom of watching this team has won like two games ever in the Big 12 <laughs> tournament because it's just not how, how Tim Tadlock plays it, right? He's setting it no. up, making sure he's healthy. The problem is, while that's historically what he does, I don't think we have the, the luxury of kind of sitting back and making sure we're ready to go and healthy for next weekend's regional. Uh, you kind of have to, to go all in and like do everything you can. Uh, maybe not to win it, but to, to pad a resume or to continue to build a resume that says that you deserve to be included. Um, so I'll be interested to see how it's played out. I don't think that this team ever goes in and intentionally loses games or throws games. That's not, that, again, that's not how, how Tadlock would play this. But it's also never felt like it's been high on the priority list that uh, that it's an important um, 
tournament to go win, especially when they've been so secure in their postseason settings previously. So uh, we'll do uh, we'll do the well. No, let's do it now. Texas Tech at at this point, or, or sorry, after the regular season finishes sixth in the conference. We talked about how there was a just the wild variability in how the conference could shake out. You saw a little bit of it. It's not what, what we had wanted with getting a whole bunch of teams at 13 and 11, um, where Texas Tech would have had, had they swept Kansas, that would have been their best possible record. And you, you could have gotten like two through six or whatever it was, you know, two through eight all at, at 13 and 11. But the way it worked out, you do have three teams that finished 15 and nine. So you got a three way tie for the regular season title. Uh, Texas, Oklahoma State, and West Virginia. Not that much of a surprise to see Texas and Oklahoma State up there. Texas did bounce back from early season concerns uh, and then how much they lost from last year. West Virginia, I think, was a surprise up there. Oklahoma State was picked to win the dang thing. Uh, TCU and Kansas State are next. I guess technically tied at fourth, but uh, TCU, Kansas State, 13 and 11. Texas Tech alone there in six at 12 and 12. Oklahoma, 11 and 13. Kansas and Baylor weren't even weren't even competing for uh, really that last spot in the conference tournament. Baylor was, was was so far that they were already eliminated. But Kansas finishes eight and sixteen. Baylor ninth at six and eighteen. Yeah, what's crazy, and I, you may have touched on it already. Texas sweeping West Virginia. Yeah, they did. Just flip flopped them. You know, uh, West Virginia went in last week fifteen and six record. A commanding lead, honestly. Um, you know, two games ahead of Oklahoma State, three games ahead of Texas, obviously. And because of just that one series, you know, West Virginia is now a three seed, and that's how Tech's playing them uh, on Wednesday. And I, I'm interested in what you think is that timing something that's going to be in Tech's favor or not? You know, West Virginia just came off of a a sweep, cost them the number one seed, cost them. Um, you know, the regular season Big 12 championship, basically. Is this a good time to catch West Virginia or <laughs> is it the worst possible time? Yeah, I don't know. I, I would think probably it, it sets up better than had they just continued to, to roll, um, had they gone into Austin and, like, and, and taken the series or even swept it. Um, so Texas taking um, the whole thing was, was, was fantastic. Uh, so I, I would think, like I said, I, I would think it would kind of help out, you know, go in, in your favor there. Um, but I guess we'll see because that's the uh, that's the first matchup that Texas Tech will get in the Big 12 tournament, which we'll talk about in just a second. I'm trying to find their stupid box score from when Blaine Traxel pitched. I want to see what... The uh, first game or the second game? I'm trying to... Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to see I what... what usually pitch the second one. Yeah, what the Longhorns did to him. Yeah, hang on a second. Yeah, I heard it was bad. Uh, take me home to where the place I belong. Okay, come on, West Virginia. Let's load the page. Uh, yeah, it was the Saturday game where they lost, or sorry, the Friday game. They lost. Uh, Texas wins that game 10-4 to four, uh, and gave Blaine Traxel the loss. Give me the box score. Um, I got you, friend. You ready? Five, he went five innings pitched, which is a yes. 
short outing for him. Nine hits, eight runs, all eight earned, one walk, only three strikeouts, and still threw 109 pitches. Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah, he had a rough go. And then they, uh, Texas, they threw their ace, LeBaron Johnson, five and a third, um, five hits, two runs. They were both earned two walks, but 11 strikeouts on 100 pitches. Oh, look, they have a pitcher named Ace. That's fortuitous for them. Anyways, I was just curious what they did to, to Traxel. Um, so that sets up, finalizes the bracket for the Big 12 tournament, which will kick off tomorrow. It'll be an all-day affair. Um, first up, game one, 9 a.m., Kansas State and TCU. To follow that will be Kansas and Texas. So the Texas gets the one seed in the tournament versus the eight seed Kansas. Uh, the winners of those two games will face each other. The losers of those two teams will face each other. Then it's a double elimination tournament. Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. So they'll get a re, uh, rematch of the Bedlam series. They had just wrapped up. Uh, I guess it was last weekend. Um, and then they will take on the winner of the Texas Tech-West Virginia matchup, which will be the nightcap. Uh, it says 7.30. You're not playing that game at 7.30. Um, that may be like a 9 o'clock start for you. We'll see. It won't be delayed by weather, but Except rarely... lightning, though, right? Well, they can close the, the door and close yeah, the but, roof. But lightning can strike a, a roof. Yeah, but it's the... the it's not going to strike a player, which is the the main concern. Oh, they don't care about the fans. <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean they do, okay. but like it's more of like a CYA type of thing. Like, hey, all fans need to vacate. They don't actually going to make you do anything. Um, <laughs> if you win that game, then you'll play uh, Thursday night at seven thirty. You'll be the third game on. No, you'll be the, you'll be the last game again if you win uh, Wednesday and Thursday. If you lose tomorrow night. Uh, you'll play, you'll be the second game in the, you know, 1230 versus, I would say, Oklahoma, likely, as the seven seed taken on Oklahoma State, but crazier things have happened. Um, so your side of the bracket, I actually like it. Um, well, I say that. I haven't seen Oklahoma State in a hot minute play. Uh, and if you can't figure out West Virginia, then I don't, it doesn't really matter, but your side of the bracket is Oklahoma State, West Virginia, and Oklahoma. As opposed to playing Texas, TCU, Kansas State, and Kansas on the other yeah, side. I'd rather not play Kansas State for a while. So that's the Big 12 tournament bracket. Uh, basically playing every day until you lose twice. Um, and then you'll get into like a weird scenario. Um, if you're on the loser side of the bracket, if you're, if you're competing to get back into this thing, um, there's like a double header possible, um, on Saturday, but you'll have to be two and O you'll have to be the two and O team to get even to get to that point. Um, well, no, not really, but you'll, you'll anyways, there's a remote possibility that um, you could have to play twice on Saturday if you're 
one, if you're on the loser side, you have to beat the, the team you're up against twice. Or if you're on the winner side and you lose the first game, you have to come back and beat the second game to make it to the championship game on Sunday. Um, selection Sunday. So they will, the tournament selections will be made and complete before the conference tournament is over, which is why they don't, they won't actually care what the, the tournament is long term, uh, or at least the, the full standings or re- results, excuse me, what the results of the tournament are. Um, they'll just be done watching you and then they'll have it set, ready to go. So I have a question. I think it's, I don't think it's, it's not really a question as I started saying it. I think it's very important to win. Oh yeah. Wednesday. I think it's very important to win on Wednesday. West Virginia. I have not looked at their RPI. I assume it's still probably in the top 20. Oh, I don't know. Give me a maybe. hot second. Well, because th- they were on the on the road, so it, it may not have dropped that far. And, yeah, and I'm sure Texas was up decently high too, so that probably wasn't a huge fall. But it's going to be higher than Tex, and if that's really just such a measuring stick for the committee and if people really are only going to be paying attention, they're going to flip on ESPN Plus at 9 o'clock on Wednesday night and hopefully see Texas Tech win like 10 to two or something. But I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like yeah. way, way more than what we've been spoiled to the last several years, this Wednesday game at the very least is really important. And, uh, you know, the next game, maybe not so much, but um, it, it's hard not to argue that that would be important as well, because then why would, you know, how, how does that look if Texas tech beats West Virginia and then loses to Oklahoma, you know, by eight runs or something crazy. It just it just kind of negates what you did on Wednesday, but and it, it just depends on who you hear say it. it. It almost sounds like you can spin it however you want. It's it's a it's a win win for Tech no matter what, depending on how you want to spin it. Uh, the committee's already made up their mind. It's fine. Do what you want to do. The committee hasn't made up their mind. So if you beat West Virginia, that's great. It's going to help you. But then again, if you don't, it doesn't matter because it's just the tournament and the committee's already made up. There. I mean, you know, it, it's just a circle. It's just a vicious circle of yeah. No, it 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 will do nothing but keep you where you are or get you in a better position. According well, to a lot of people, it will not lower you. And I don't think that's true at all. If Tech goes out there and just craps the bed and goes 0-2 by a combined, like, you know, 15-3 score on those first two games, then, yeah, I don't I don't know if they're going to get the nod to what does, when there's some other team that actually shows up to the tournament. What does play in your favor is that the other three teams on your side of the bracket – are actually all ahead of you in RPI. <laughs> so Oklahoma so State is that good or bad? <laughs> Why well, they take them instead. What I'm saying is, like, if you get beat by them, I think they are already like those guys are already more firmly in. Oklahoma is probably on the outside. Um, but like, okay, so Oklahoma State is 20th, West Virginia is 21st, Texas is 23rd, but that they're on they're on the other side of the bracket. Uh, in the the conference tournament, Oklahoma is thirty sixth, TCU's thirty eighth, Texas Tech forty fourth. 
So like if you do well on your side of the bracket, then you're beating RPI teams 20, 21, and or 36. Um, so the argument goes back to it's just just win the know. games, man. Yeah, it's it's uh, I I just can't wrap my head around how this thing either means a whole lot or nothing at all. I think it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah, it's probably somewhere in the middle there. Um, from what I have seen, West Virginia has not put out their any kind of like starters, and and I it wouldn't really be expected. I wouldn't have expected that because. Um, I mean, Texas Tech has not either. They're not like, oh, here's our uh, here's our starting pitcher for Wednesday morning, or I guess Wednesday night. Um, I mean, just just to double check, just just to double check. Nope. Yeah, it's it's projected. It, it this is on the Texas Tech side. Projected, Mason Molina will go for Texas Tech, and David Hageman will go for West Virginia. So plus side of, of getting West Virginia again early is you beat Hageman when you played them in Morgantown and you don't have to face Traxel, which I think is a big deal. Cause I said it was, <laughs> um, and then, and then you start working on out like, well, you don't really have the pitching depth especially starter depth, like to, to win the tournament. Um, especially if you're going to go like top to bottom through your, your starters, like you're going to start with Molina on Wednesday because you have to get game one. And then you're going, are you going, uh, well, I would say Parrish, but he was injured this weekend. That's something we didn't talk about earlier. He left the game, uh, with an, with an injury to his shoulder. shoulder, It looked like, um, so you may be without Parrish. Uh, for an extended period of time, and maybe he'll be back healthy. I haven't, like I said, I haven't heard an update on him, his health, but um, I mean, Petty's looked good. Uh, Robinson has has had that like really great role out of the bullpen, especially in extra innings when he came in uh, against AM earlier this year, but also he came in against Kansas and did really well in, in extras. Um, he or Gurton figure to go back into a starting role? Probably not, but they they were starters earlier. Um haven't seen Tabor fast in a in a in a, about a month, it feels like. So you just like you're starting pitching rotation. It's like, well, I don't know what you're gonna get past Molina. And maybe that's kind of what you look at. Like, even if we were to make it into like a regional do you even have the the legs on the mound to, to take you anywhere? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Beckel has been fantastic out of the bullpen, but he threw a, you know, season, at least a season high, if not a career high, four innings the other night. So you're like, uh, we would need somebody to go longer than four innings. Um, anyways, so there's that, all that, all that to contend with, but you're not going to see Blaine Traxel on Wednesday, most likely, which is, Great news. Let's uh, let's wrap up baseball and talk about the season awards and recognition, specifically the all Big 12 teams. All Big 12 first team, Gavin Cash, was a unanimous selection. No surprise there. A little bit of a surprise, uh, but then not again, not really, if you consider his his line of work, his line of work, uh, what he put up. Kevin Bazell was also a first team all Big 12. 
first team all Big 12-er. Um, Big 12 all first team, all Big 12 first teamer. There it is. Some combination you of got words. It. Second team, Mason Molina and Nolan Hester. And then honorable mention, Hudson White, Brandon Beckel, Gage Harrelson. Beckel feels a little bit low there as an honorable mention, but uh, I didn't look at the entire list and see like how many guys out of the bullpen were on the first or second teams. Um, And then all Big 12 freshman, Gage Harrelson, Kevin Bazell. So you had quite a few guys be recognized for their work this year, which is fantastic. Uh, I said two guys in the first team with one unanimous pick. I would like to think without like just having the Longhorns live rent free, uh, that they're a little steamed that the guy that transferred away ended up being an all, like all big 12 first teamer for us. And then to do what he did, you know, finish top five in the country in home runs and started every game here. So, but maybe, maybe they, they don't care. They probably forgot already. I, I think. I think they. Uh, I don't know. They just have an interesting and unique perspective when it comes to people leaving Texas. Yeah, like it doesn't hurt. Like when we were talking about a uh, this recruiting battle that Texas and Texas Tech are in for one of the top wide receivers in the country. Um, as of right now. From everything I've heard, it's like he's more he's leaning more towards Texas Tech than Texas. And so of course all 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 the copium you're hearing out, out of Austin's like, well, he's actually not that good. And uh it kind of reminds me of Xavier Worthy. And we don't really want another one of those because he was more hassle than he was worth. And we've got the better quarterback room anyways. I was like, well, do you? Oh, of course. Do you? Um, anyways. All that. Um just uh, just too much discussion on the Longhorns. So <laughs> let's uh let's let's go over to, to basketball real quick. I, I I will play the the music hopefully, and then um and then we'll we'll do football and fashion. There we go, and then wrap up with what we learn. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure. 
how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Here comes Stevenson. Spins. With a three, good! What a shot, Kyler Edwards! Already doubled into Tariq Owens, who puts it down! Already. Odiasi! Crowbars it in! Got clocked down to five. Got the screen, here's a three, good! Culver got the separation. Oh, big shot. Stepping up big time! Dagger! Culver with the dish. Odiasi! And one, he can tie it! All right. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. Those that know who I'm talking about know that Texas Tech picked up a new commit, 6'8", forward out of Finland. He actually officially signed today, May 23rd. Yeah. First name starts with a knee. Last name starts with a Y. He's Finnish. I know nothing about the pronunciation of their letters. I'm not going to try. But it looks like Emily Yalaho. So, Michael, did you want to give it a shot for the people? <laughs> Shaking in his boots. He's like, no, no, no. Don't do it. Pass. No, I was, and actually I was trying, but I was on mute. So perfect. The world <laughs> will never know. Worked out. Uh, it's kind of a big dude for a, a freshman coming in. 6'8", 225. Got great size. Um, you have, I believe, two spots left. Uh, and we've heard the the probability is that you're going to leave a spot open for a mid-season guy if there's one available. You've seen Texas Tech before, obviously, a couple years now, and it's worked out in your favor. Um, and you rarely actually need all 13 players in the season. Knock on wood, right? You don't, you know, hope that you don't need 13 different guys. Um, but The uh, I think the bigger news has been the no news, right, Michael? Like I I had mm-hmm. we we talked about it like he was hired you know early April and like well he's going to get some time in and get his staff together, and we heard the assistant coaches and then the the strength conditioning coach and then we've heard some other support staff guys, <clears throat> support staff type of roles, but like that third assistant coach uh, you haven't heard about. I was like, well, like. It looks like uh, if you're if you're kind of looking at all the the smoke on the message boards or whatever is that there's a, a small loophole that's being um, utilized and that the number of visits is actually greater without a full staff and maybe that that will continue throughout the summer 
as well that you can continue to host guys uh, at a at a at a higher rate um, in those contact periods, those recruiting periods over the summer than if you had the full staff. And maybe you've got somebody, you know, a guy that's con- not, not not contractually um, here, but like verbal agreement or something that you know he's going to be part of your staff, but. That would then, like, I don't know how that would work if he's still working for his other school. Uh, it doesn't ever make sense. I'm just like, this was the next logical time that we would have heard or seen something, and we didn't. So I, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm out of ideas. I guess we can just say, look, it could come any day. It could come at the next, the end of the next period. I don't know. Uh, I am, and I'm not concerned. Right. I'm there's nothing I can do. I'm walking nothing. right into the thing I've we've been saying this whole time, like whatever happens in the next couple of weeks, I'm just gonna talk myself into being okay with it. Uh, we're there. That's where I am now. Yeah. I mean it, it, I think this week's version of me being okay with it is that we have thirteen players. I mean, no, we don't. Sorry, we have thirteen available roster spots and we have eleven of them filled. Yeah. I feel pretty good about that. I mean, that's a ways further than we were last week. Uh, quite a ways further than we were two weeks ago. And he's able to do this with one less guy, yada, yada, yada. I keep telling myself it's fine. Just, just geek, geek, just pull anybody, just pull anybody in those positions and he'll, he'll be good to go. Yeah. He made a fuel a, up for McGashland people. Just fuel up. Is that what made, should, should we start that hashtag fuel up? Uh, retweet. If you're with us, fuel up. Um, <laughs> don't no, don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. It's too good. Um, fuel up people. So he threw out the first pitch. Was that two weeks ago at one of the baseball games? He was there at one of the, the ACU early it was the first. Yeah. First ACU game. Yeah. It was like, so yeah, it was. It, it was the restart of the ACU game. Um, and then I believe he was there Thursday night. Uh, he was there he with, was. um, with ho cut. Um, so he's like, he's, he's, he's hearing the concerns and the, the things that are being said of like, what, what's going on? Like, what, where is he? Um, he's cruising. He's, he's on the trail. He's working. He's working. He's doing the but job he's still of three like, people. Okay, well, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Don't worry about it. Let the man be. Um, let him cook. We've got man. 13 guys. We got enough. We got enough to scrimmage, have a couple guys rest. We could run the three man weave. We're good. Yeah, you only need three Let's guys. Let's play some that. basketball. Go, go Red Raiders. <laughs> that was fantastic. Love that. Um, so yeah, I'm, 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 I'm kind of at the point now where just like, I'm obviously nothing I can do or say is going to change anything, but like, I'm, I'm done worrying about it. I'm not even like, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll give you an update when there's an update. I'm not even like, I'm not going to look at the next recruiting period. De- I, I, whatever. It's going to happen when it's going to, when it's going to happen. And we'll be like, well, it worked out the way it was supposed to work out. Ben McCollum was always going to be here or Barrett Perry was always <laughs> going to be here. Um, and never had a doubt in my mind. We just, we just worked the system the best way we could so we can continue to get the maximum number of visits or whatever and be like, okay, what's well, fine. Uh, or enter coach's name here, right? It could be anybody like, oh yeah, I, I knew it was going to be that guy. Oh yeah, for sure. John Jacobs. Oh yeah, for sure. It's going to be him. Or, Oh, Kevin Thompson. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, we knew we were going to poach the Houston head coach for a, a an assistant role. Yeah. 
within conference. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so that's my basketball update. You got a, you got a big time, big com- commit from EY out of Finland. <laughs> just give his initials, I guess. Forward 68225 until I guess until I hear him. Uh, signed, adding to the, the the class or the the roster with Warren Washington, the seven foot center transfer out of Arizona State last week. Um, I would like another big guy, and not like another seven footer, but like another six ten plus type guy uh, that you can kind of rotate in there with uh, with Washington, so you don't have to completely change your lineup and and the makeup of of you know the way you're going to play the game, so Washington doesn't have to play forty minutes a night. But yeah. uh, I don't, I don't pretend to know his system defensively. I mean, I, I know, I know generically what it is. <laughs> I don't pretend to know the offense besides generically that it's efficient and methodical. Let's put it that way. Um, but yeah. Anyways, let's uh, let's talk some football, Michael. What do you, what do you say about that? It's May. Sure. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past. And the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.
tied at 38. Three seconds to go. 62-yard try. Garibay has his foot into wow. it. It may be long enough. It is good. It is good. It is good. Jonathan Garibay has won the game with a 62-yard field goal. Oh, my God. Can you believe that? Wow. All right. This is the first, probably many, uh, all Big 12 preseason lists that we'll see, but it came out in May, so we're going to talk about it here in May. Uh, first up, at least the first I've seen, came from Athlon today. They had four all Big 12 teams. <laughs> so it's like, man, you had uh, you had all these people to pick with and you or pick from, and you still picked a giant number of guys. Um Texas Tech did not have any first-team offense selections, but you did have defensive tackle Jalen Hutchings on the first-team defense, which is hey <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's a seismic shift in perception and possibly talent. Yeah, Very and this is, this is uh, projected, or sorry, the 2023 Big 12, so you got 14 teams uh, to choose from here. Second team there's offense. Still gonna, there's still going to be some guy, game one or two. Oh, oh, oh! Perfectly, game two. Well, let's just strap in. It's going to be ready for a shootout tonight. First one to fifty-five wins. Yeah, because that, that, Mike Leach coached here fourteen years ago. That uh, sorry. That's not going to ever die, is it? No. No, never, never. That's a poor choice of words. I, 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 I take that back. Oh yeah, you didn't. Uh, yeah, that was. Yep. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna move on. Second team offense, all-purpose back Taj Brooks, wide receiver Jerron Bradley. So you get some some love there on the offensive side. Second team defense, cornerback, defensive back Malik Dunlap, one of your two fifth-year senior corners coming back to help out the DeRuiter defense. Second team specialist, chip on his shoulder, the size of <laughs> Montana, Austin McNamara as the second team punter. Like, who are they? What are we I mean, doing? What are we doing? What, are you, what even are we doing? Um, third team defense is Jalen Hutchings, defensive tackle line mate, Tony Bradford. Uh, nobody on the third team offense or any Texas Tech players on fourth team. First, are you surprised that there wasn't a quarterback on this list? That well, I'm gonna say that Shuck wasn't on this list. Like, he wasn't even the top four. I'm not really, uh, because whoever put this list together could have a fair argument of saying they haven't seen enough of him yet to, to put him at the top of a list or put him on the first or second team. He might, they might've seen more of, let me see who, who actually was on it. Um, Jalen Daniels, of course he was hurt a lot last year, but I would say that his, his ceiling is pretty high. That kind of makes sense. And then second team was Dylan Gabriel, Okay, so yeah, I take that back completely. I don't know why <laughs> Morton or Shuck didn't get above Dylan Gabriel. 
Yeah, I don't know, man. I, and I, I, I don't. I'm completely. I think Gabriel's good. Flipped on that. I, I'm not. I think Gabriel's not. good. I just think Shuck is is pretty dang good too. Yeah, that's fair. As so soon as I thought, oh, I'm going to see these two names, and they're going to be obviously, oh yeah, well you can't put them above. Uh, uh, yeah, you could. You could put them above Dylan Gabriel. For sure. I think. Uh, I think Quinn Ewers was the fourth team quarterback. Uh, I'm trying to get there. He was third. Oh, even better. Third. Fourth team was Will Howard at Kansas State. Okay, so not like, not bad. I mean, he was pretty dang good for the for the Wildcats. I don't know if that makes him the fourth best quarterback in the conference. He's great for their, their system. First team was Jalen Daniels at Kansas. I, I can't I've got really... To look up this. This Cincinnati punter, this Mason Fletcher, that's who beat our guy out. I, I mean, I can't really... 6.29 yards per attempt. That was good for fourth in the country last year. Austin McNamara, 44.3 yards. Only 21. That's twenty. only 21st in the country. But... Fletcher had 62 punts, whereas McNamara is on a team that hates punting. Punts suck. And only had only had 50. <laughs> and even 50 punts for Austin McNamara. So I bet he could have boosted that average. I, I guess I guess there's something there. There's something to say about this Fletcher kid. Mm. We'll see. So I'm I'm looking at these at these uh these teams, right? First team offense, first team defense. And just down down through the list, man. And all, all I gotta say is like, I know I know people are gonna say like Big Ten and SEC are, are 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 talented leagues, and they are. But when I look at this list of all conference players for Big Twelve, I was like, that would be a pretty salty team if you could ever figure out how to do like an All Star tournament type thing where you take the best players from a conference and line them up with the best players from another conference, right? Um, mm-hmm. Like in basketball, like if, if we could figure out how to do like an all-star basketball tournament where you take the all Big 12 first team, well, first and second team, all, all Big 12 team, and put it up against any other conference, the SEC probably, uh, and say, we'll take our guys and we'll, we'll, we'll take anybody else. This, uh, I mean, this all big 12 team is not going to like win a national title, but like when you go top to bottom and now the page is stupid Athlon. <laughs> okay. Jalen Daniels. I hear my computer is like roaring. So I think I'm going to have to close this page. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's, it's doing something. Uh, Jalen Daniels and Devin Neal. So a quarterback running back com- combo out of Kansas, Richard ne- Richard Reese from Baylor, CJ Donaldson, though, like those three running backs. Holy crap are really good. Xavier Worthy, Matthew Golden, Brennan Presley, receiver. So Worthy out of Texas, Golden out of Houston, Presley out of Oklahoma State, Jatavian Sanders from Texas, the tight end, offensive line, I couldn't tell you uh, specifically how great they are. Defensive line, they they went interesting selection. They went uh, four defensive linebackers, four lineback, sorry, four defensive linemen, four linebackers, two corners, two safeties. Um. But like Ethan Downs, Dante Corleone, Byron Murphy, Jalen Hutchings, uh, the 
Corleone guy is from Cincinnati, but the other other three, Oklahoma, Texas, Texas Tech, Jalen Ford, Texas, Johnny Hodges, linebacker from TCU, Colin Oliver, linebacker from Oklahoma State, Danny Stutzman, the linebacker out of Oklahoma, um, Jalen Catalan. Corleone, does he go by Don? Because he should. Griffin Kell, the first-team kicker from TCU. Mason Fletcher, you talked about the punter. Keelan Robinson, the first-team kick returner from Texas. And the punt runner, Phillip Brooks. Brooks ate our lunch when we played them. Uh, he's on Kansas State. Second-team quarterback, uh, Dylan Gabriel, Javante Barnes, running back from Oklahoma. So it's like first and second team, they took quarterback-running back combination from the same team. Running back Aiden Robbins from BYU, Taj Brooks from Texas Tech, wide receiver Jerron Bradley, Jordan Whittington, Jalil Farouk, Ben Sinnott. Like this second team offense may be better than the first team offense. And and <laughs> I, I'm just saying that because Texas Tech's got the guys on it. But like as an overall quarterback, I like I like Gabriel better than Daniels. Um and then and then of course you got Jerron Bradley, Jordan, Jordan Linton, Jaleel, Jaleel Farouk. Um, I'm just saying, top to bottom, this is going to be a pretty good conference to play some football in. So, we, we covered all that, all, all of the Athlon preseason lists. This was a late addition to the notes, Michael. Did you see the drama brewing out there in Southern California? Supposed drama. I I clicked on it after you sent it, and no, <laughs> I, I didn't know anything about it. Me neither. I so don't know what to believe. Supposedly, and I don't know how 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 real this is or how much stock to put into. I thought it was really interesting, and I couldn't come up with a any kind of justification of why what what what's happening, like what I'm going to tell you why it's happening. Supposedly, there is some discord, some strife between old teammates, Lincoln Riley, Cliff Kingsbury, former teammates, current coaching staff mates on the USC Trojans football team. Strife. And then some uh, enterprising individual put this together, at least through uh, word of mouth or anecdotally. Lincoln Riley, Cliff reportedly butting heads about two weeks ago. Cliff Kingsbury hasn't been on campus in days. Is that a surprise? No, not really. Uh, and that's not like, I'm not taking a shot at Cliff and his work. I think it's like, well, school's out. Um, what are, what, what are the, the football staff members doing that aren't the head coach or whatever? I don't know. But then there's a private flight leaving LAX headed to Lubbock with one occupant. <laughs> it's like, is Cliff Kingsbury coming home, Michael? Is he coming to be a part of this staff? It's a quarterback coach with uh, with Kitley. There's just so many. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, and like, right, like one, what, I mean, obviously there are millions of people that live in Los Angeles or that even fly out of Los Angeles, but like a private flight with one person on it going from LAX to Lubbock, like that's an interesting connection. It is. And is that like, I want okay, to know who that person is. I don't care. Is if that Kitley coming back? Is that Kitley yeah. or is that a hoke cut? Uh, I'm dying to know who that person is. Yeah. Um, is it someone 
is it Elon Musk? <laughs> was he was he just he just needed to stop through Lubbock for some reason? He's looking for land for his new for some new battery factory while he was on the way to visit one of his nineteen children that he's got all across the country. That that's a possibility. I, I don't know. Because like it doesn't it, it's fascinating to think of one person flying private from LAX to Lubbock, Texas. Who is this person? What are they doing? Like it's not me. I can talk myself into not believing it's anybody from Texas Tech returning. Because if you were like if you're gonna go out there and visit with Cliff, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, right? You wouldn't go alone. Like it wouldn't be Hokut going by himself. It wouldn't be McGuire going or Kitley going, right? Like you would probably go as a a couple of guys together, Kitley and McGuire, McGuire and Hokut, all three of them, if it was football related in, in what in any sense, right? So like it would almost make more sense to me if it was somebody leaving LAX, leaving LA, coming to Lubbock. But why would he be coming to Lubbock? Like if that was Kingsbury, why would he be coming here? Well, obviously to to work at Texas Tech again is what people are inferring by that. Yeah. And it could be some random A millionaire that just like, hey, I was out in, in LA for whatever and now I'm coming home or I'm connecting through. This this plane may go on to like Atlanta or so whatever. or some huge CEO guy for some bank or, or or some oil company or something that's flying someone in for a a meeting or or going on on a meeting themselves. Uh, that's but what again, I'm just to look just like. one is, person. Is there any big public appearance tomorrow? Is there anything? Is there anything big happening in Lubbock on Wednesday? No. It's Jay Leno coming to Lubbock. <laughs> he has been here before. I don't know. Maybe he just he would seem like the type. Yeah, you know, I just get on a plane. Put on my a, Canadian a tuxedo. That was a great impression. impression. No, it's great. Great. Um, probably nothing will come out of this. I just, I saw that was like, well, like what is, what is like a really strange and thin connection that there's a private flight <laughs> leaving LAX coming to Lubbock with one person on it after some supposed disagreements there between the head coach and a quarterback coach. All right, I want to I want to move on and talk fashion, Michael. Oh, thank God! I'm not going to play I, any. Kind I of added in- something. Oh, I can't wait! I'm not, not going to add any intro. We're we're going to add a read and we're going to just jump right into it. So, you ready to do this, man? Yes, I'm ready. All right, it's been not one week. I can't stand that song. Um, stupid! What I. <laughs> I, I have one of the years old, 25 have, years old. One of those brains were like, I will hear the part like a, like of a song lyric or a quote in just like everyday conversation. And then my brain will pick up that the rest of that scene or that song and just start going through it. And I'm like, I'm missing the conversation. Cause I'm, I've got this stupid song playing in my head. I don't want to hear. Um, Texas tech has, been an Under Armour school almost 20 years now, as as hard as that is to believe. Uh, 2006 was the first time 
uh, was the the inaugural agreement between Texas Tech football, and it was football only at that time, and Under Armour to be the provider of uniforms, equipment, apparel, all that kind of stuff. Since then, Texas Tech has gone into an ex- to be an exclusive partner with with uh, Under Armour, and that was in 2009. And then rec- most recently, 2020, they signed a four-year agreement uh, for $12.9 million over four years, which will expire June 30th, 2024. This contract provides, you know, in terms of compensation or apparel or anything like however you want to break that down because it's it's messy, but $3,225,000 annually to Texas Tech. Also of note, Texas Tech is the only school, only Under Armour school in Texas. I don't know if that plays a role or any kind of role, but that's something. Um, so I was curious because it's, it's come up in conversation like people, fans have not been pleased with the partnership or with uh, Under Armour. Uh, we have heard more concretely that it's actually been more of a stumbling block for recruiting in basketball because Under Armour is not a basketball brand. Uh, Nike is, but Adidas much more so. Um, so there have been rumblings or thoughts that like maybe Texas Tech should look at exploring other options. The issue with that is the other options kind of have to want Texas Tech too, right? Like you can't just say, hey, Nike, we're going to sign with you. And Nike's like, hey, actually, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not interested at all in Texas Tech or uh, Adidas or enter brand name here, right? Um, but that conversation, those have been out there. Part of it is because that compensation compensation you're getting for, for Under Armour sucks. You, at least in like, if you look at, at, excuse me, at Under Armour's profile of schools, Power 5 schools, you are paid the least and it's by a, well, you're really close to what they get, what they give to Cincinnati. I couldn't find the numbers for Maryland, but past that Auburn's <laughs> deal, <laughs> They're not giving Maryland enough for the crap they put them in. Yeah. Auburn, $8.68 million a year. You're $5.5 million behind Auburn on just apparel. We're subsidizing Auburn at this point. Cal signed a deal worth $8.6 million a year. Under Armour did uh, did cancel or is trying to cancel all that kind of stuff, whatever, with UCLA – they, they signed them to a 15-year, $280 million deal, which came, came out to almost $19 million a year. No and wonder Texas they're Tech trying is, to get out of these. And Texas Tech has $3 million. So when I saw that, I was like, holy crap, that sucks. Uh, now, they do. Under Armour does have a bunch of other smaller schools like Kent State and whatever. You're not a Kent State. You're not a whatever, whatever other school they have. Like I said, couldn't, I also couldn't find Maryland um, to see what they were getting. Uh, so then I started looking around. Get, what, getting what are, the shaft is what they're getting. What are other schools around you getting? And then what are, what is uh, Nike and or Adidas paying other schools, right? Um, I was appalled to see that University of New Mexico is getting more annually from Adidas than Texas Tech is getting from Under Armour. The University of New Mexico is getting more from their apparel company than Texas Tech is. They play in the Mountain West, man. They're, they have no eyeballs. Like there's no, 
I mean, marketability across the entire state of New Mexico, maybe you can claim that. Maybe. As like the flagship program of the state of like 2 million people. Mm. <laughs> That's probably undershot by a lot. But um, still, like, I, I, I was surprised by that. So then I started looking around the conference and then I was surprised in the other direction. I was like, wow, actually, so most everybody else in the Big 12 is not Nike. Kansas is Adidas. Nike schools, you got Texas and Oklahoma. I didn't even look at them because they're going to be astronomical, but I know that Oklahoma is getting something like five or six million a year and it's going up. Like all that stuff is going up on an annual basis where Texas Tech is like, it's maintained the same. Oklahoma State, 3.9 million from Nike just last year. So they're almost, you know, 700,000 ahead of you. West Virginia, Iowa State, Kansas State, the other numbers I saw, woefully behind you. West Virginia got 2.85 million. Kansas State got one one nine six fifty, but that was from 2021. I couldn't find a more recent number. And then Iowa State was even further behind them from what they were getting from Nike. Now, if Nike came to Texas Tech and said, hey, or if Texas Tech said, hey, Nike, we're interested in being a partner school with you guys. We want to be, we, we want to be at Nike school. What's that going to look like? And they came back like, yeah, we'll pay you two five a year and and compensation and, and apparel and that kind of stuff. You're like, I don't know if we can eat $800,000 of difference annually because Under Armour is going to pay us three, two. And it sucks from the Under Armour side. Um, but if there's no demand there for Nike to pick up Texas Tech, then they, they, they're not going to get into a bidding war with, with, with Under Armour. You know what I mean? Like, no. you, you yeah. kind of have to, like, you need to be desired on, on their end for them to want to take you, right? Like, it's something we talked about with, with uh, realignment with the Pac-12, right? Like, they don't have a media deal because nobody's there. Like, nobody wants to watch it. There's no, de- no, no demand there. Um, no, and no, I don't pretend to know clamoring. I don't pretend to know the inner workings of like how these deals are done. I just know that like you're with Under Armour because one, like it was, it was a like you were pioneering this new brand in 2006 and you, you've shown some loyalty there. Um, but at this point it's almost like you, this is your best option just because nobody else has really given you a better option. Um, I don't know what, what, what Kansas is getting from Adidas. Well, I'm sure it's probably in line with what you're getting because of their basketball product. But something that came to mind and it came up and I'm not, I'm everybody saw it. Patrick Mahomes is launching or has launched his line of Adidas clothing, merchandise, apparel, all that kind of stuff. Are we close like we saw with Jordan. Now, granted, that's a much bigger name, much bigger brand for Nike. Are we close to seeing guys like that be able to carve out and say, hey, like, I want to have the Patrick Mahomes brand of Adidas, the Patrick Mahomes line of Adidas at a, like, be the exclusive you know, equipment and, and, and apparel provider for a university. I th- I and if so, yes. would Texas tech make the most sense to be school number one on that list? Um, yes, it absolutely makes sense. I don't, I, th- that's, what's crazy about this is 
that's part of the reason Under Armour is getting out of this stuff is because they are getting ready to kind of go all in on Steph Curry's brand and the rocks brand, I think, you know, what, whatever he's got going on. And so those guys, yes, they have generated enough interest, enough of a fan base to warrant a brand. I would say Steph particularly, um, you know, the rock he's obviously a staple. He's franchise Viagra. Um, (laughs) but he's not, he's not as associated with an actual, you know, one of the, one of the big three mainstream American sports. So, you know, I think that's a, a point in Steph's favor, but you are seeing that. And I'm not, I'm not under, I don't see why tech couldn't, um, you know, look at that as an opportunity or Adidas could look at that as an opportunity. And it's kind of the, the same thing. Patrick Mahomes has become so big. He is generating on his own interest in Texas tech. And I think that's an argument that you could make to under armor or that you could make to Adidas or whoever, whoever's on that flight from LAX <laughs> to Lubbock to talk about apparel deals with, with Kirby Hoka tomorrow morning. That's a, a feather in tech's cap to say, well, we, we do have brand recognition a lot more than we did when we signed this contract. Um, you know, uh, and our, our teams have been to Omaha. They have been to the final four. They are winning national championships in track. I mean, they, Hey, we, we actually won a bowl game. You, you know, I mean, things are looking good on the gridiron too, which of course is what drives this bus. Uh, and a lot of it is that's going to generate its own traction, but then you've got the most famous football player in the world who will support your brand whenever he possibly can. And why not make that easier for him to do it, (laughs) which seems kind of like a weird, a weird thing to build it around. Uh, What, what do we need to do as a university to get Texas tech apparel on Patrick Mahomes's body more often? (laughs) And, and, and maybe work backwards from that. Let's reverse engineer that. Well, he's been a he's been a brand ambassador for Texas Tech since he was here, obviously, and 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 since oh, he's yeah. left, he's always he's always worn Texas Tech uh, gear when possible. Uh, he's well, been to, he's been to Final Fours. Uh, he was wearing yeah, that, he all would, that stuff. He would tape over the uh, the Under Armour logo or what he did, whatever he had to do to still mm-hmm. wear a double T. But w- when he could get away with it, that image we saw on Twitter, he was wearing a double T on his shirt with his logo underneath it. So it yes. was an Adidas Patrick Mahomes piece of material, piece of uh, uh, apparel with the Texas Tech logo on. Now, granted, that could be specially made for just Patrick because that's that's the kind of pull he has, right? And this is all right. for nothing, right? Like he's just able but to the say, "Door, the door has been cracked. The door is open." Like, hey, you've already got the designs. Let's just go ahead and start <laughs> turn these these bad boys out. I did find the numbers for Kansas. It's going to make you sick, Michael. Now, granted. They they signed a huge deal. Uh, when did they sign it? 2017. So it's a 14-year deal that will go through 2031. Do you know what that deal was worth, Michael? 100. 
Okay. And 96 <laughs> million. <laughs> more than 14 million. Or it's, it's 14 million a year. And their the partnership with Adidas. Already, was already making me nauseous. Yeah. And then you practically doubled it. Thanks. Now, granted, it is it is one of the largest in sports, right? Like, and that's 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 acknowledged in this this article that I'm reading from kusports.com. Um, this the new one, the, this deal that was just signed, uh, 27, 2018, more than doubles the average annual value of the previous deal. Um, but even then, in 2017, they were making. Six million a year, or whatever it is, uh, and Texas Tech is like, we'll take three. I wonder how much. Um, so Kansas is averaging what did you say a year? 18? 14. No, 14 million a year. I wonder if that is more or less than what their football program generates. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea going to see if I can find that. So I think um, I've never been like a big fan of Adidas, but I think that they may be your best option, especially if we can get on the Patrick Mahomes angle. What? Kansas brought in close to 18 million in ticket sales for 2022. (laughs) So their apparel deal, mostly through basketball, pays them as much as any of their, their ticket sales for football. There you go. Adidas is subsidizing Kansas athletics. The other option, Michael, I think it's pretty obvious that Texas Tech rolls with Whataburger as their official apparel provider as they are now an apparel company that makes burgers as a side. Now, could you imagine you get Whataburger uh, stands in Jones AT&T Stadium in the United Supermarkets Arena at Dan Law Field at Rip Griffin Park as part of uh, your agreement, your partnership with Whataburger, we'll we'll take on a little orange and white patch on the on the jerseys, but also service some dang Whataburgers in the stadiums, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's awesome because you could you could get on the app, uh, you could order your Whataburger. You would probably going, hit your while the going band is running out, and then you know maybe by the third quarter it would be ready. Your your rewards would, would would stack up a lot faster if you're ordering in stadium foods because it's going to be a little more yes. expensive. Yeah, it's going to be a thirteen dollar water burger, um, that will be made just like you like it within in, in a couple of hours, an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, two hours or less, guaranteed. So they've the, put out. No, no, go ahead. You, you you've showed some of their. Who was it? What was the baseball team they had? They are, uh, and, and they've been doing this for the last couple of years. Now they do it. They, they have Christi. a partnership with the Cor- Corpus Christi Hooks, and that's where Whataburger is from. They originally out of Corpus Christi, sure, yeah. Right? So like it makes sense. Yep. yep. Um, they they and granted it. They also took advantage of uh, Jose Altuve Altuve doing his rehab starts down there because the Corpus Christi team runs up through. The Astros. So he's returning back from the injury he su- he sustained in the World Baseball Classic. Um, so they've been kind of heavily like going after him as like, hey, we're gonna put our merch on 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 Altuve just because of just his name. Now we know that um, 
the Wada store has recently just exploded in their in their offerings, and they've got a Father's Day section. Michael, I don't know if you've gone through it yet. I will I've, actually drop the link for you to, to kind of look through it. I yeah, did send ahead. you um, uh, I did send you a specific item or a link to a specific item, which we'll start with. It is a wide brim straw hat, the Whataburger logo on the front, an orange uh, rope that will then come down to run under your ears. On the underside of the hat uh, is a light blue background and a bunch of Texas flags. Would you wear yeah, this I, in, your, in your effort to be protected from the evil that is the sun? 100% I would wear this. and I think I, I would too. bought one. Oh, no. <laughs> well, because I, you remember... You know, I got so frustrated with him, and I'm, and I still am because, for sure, you you go into any other app, and they're like, "Hey, one dollar off if you spend five bucks, or here's a free French fry if you buy a burger, or buy one burger get a second one for a dollar." And they one will do some crickets. of that. No, no. Is freaking crickets! They got nothing. They got nothing there, man. It's a blank. It's a blank slate of nothing. Often, hold on, hold on. Oftentimes, like, I, I've seen it where they'll give you a burger if you order medium fries and a medium drink. So, like, I have not seen those offers. Okay, well, not I, not not in I've like seen the it. last four months. I've I know that's the thing. I've seen them before, but they've just poof, they're gone. But I, um, I think I talked about it on here. They, they had some apparel recently where if you ordered some of their Magellan stuff, they were making a Whataburger Outfitters. <laughs> it's just, just such a weird sounding thing. Whataburger Outfitters. Give me a break. Uh, so they were joining with Magellan and one of the things they had was a hat that looked a lot like that. And if you bought one of those pieces of apparel, you would get a free Whataburger. And I thought the, the hoops I am jumping through just to get back to the burger part of this I was really considering buying one of those hats just so I could go get a free water burger. Was it their the Magellan? Uh, what, what what do they just call that thing? Their their lifeguard jacket. So it's the same kind of straw hat. Uh, the front's going more of a patch, uh, and then it's got a, like a cloth band around the the head. What do you call that yes. part of the hat? And then the under, underside of the brim, the, the crown. Crown. Okay. On the un- underside, uh, it's the same material, but it's a it's a white background with like blue and orange camo print. Yeah, the this hat, hat man, this hat's beautiful. The one that so you sent me. They also have that same pattern on swim swim trunks on the Magellan Outdoor shirt, that style of shirt. Um, they, besides the kind of random uh, aspect of it, they have got a, like a white Magellan Outdoor shirt, but with all their like stickers on it on like the top, like chest and up. I kind of like that. Their look. stuff doesn't look that bad. I, I hate that I don't think it looks that bad. I do think it's it's a it's bad a idea expensive. to get it for your wife for Mother's Day, which is what they kept trying to push earlier. Like, yeah, I'm going to get a What a Mom shirt for my wife. Like, okay, immediately going to throw it in the trash can. So they they have a, like a solid white version of the shirt. They have the the Waterburger logo on the little strap across the top left chest. The the vent button holes, whatever you want to call them, are, are embroidered with their orange. And then across the back, where they have the big vent across the back shoulders, 
On the left side, it's the Magellan and Whataburger logos on a light blue field and then white and red stripes on the, on the right. I, I, would, I would wear the crap out of this shirt. Yeah. A lot of um, the stuff I would legit wear. And I, I kind of hate myself for it. <laughs> it's it's a like I said, a little expensive. Like you, you can find these type of shirts at like uh, Academy, or whatever, for twenty bucks, and the Waterberg version is thirty. But uh, they've got a, a mint golf polo. I don't like the color mint, but they've got the golf polo with the Texas, like orange Texas state on the chest. They've got the golf hat. I do like um, for like a golf, like a driver head cover. It's white with like the stickers on it. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, back to what you were saying earlier. I mean, let's give them a shot. Let's give them a shot at at, at Texas Tech. Oh yeah, for sure. We're we're we have to like I'm just going through their their Father's Day uh, stuff here, and it's like, man, there's can you a, imagine that the the Texas Pride uniforms would actually look good now? <laughs> Hell yeah, man! I'm excited. Let's do it. Let's pitch it. Ho cut. Forget a uh, forget Under Armour. Forget Nike. Go after Adidas and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and then if that falls through, go after Waterburger, man. Well, we'll have to be on the lookout for flights with one person to and from <laughs> Corpus Chicago. <laughs> yeah, Corpus. No, no, they're not coming from Corpus. No, they're coming from Chicago. Chicago. All right, let's um, let's wrap this up with, with what do we learned. So we got a lot there, uh, and then um, well, that was a lot of what we learned too, wasn't it? Yeah, and then uh, and then we'll we'll say we'll we'll wrap this one up, man. Cool. What did we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir. No. I don't know either. All right. Quick update on the baseball side for me. City tournaments are underway. I called two games last night. We had a rain delay in the first one, which is actually uh, messed up the whole night. I didn't get. I didn't finish the second game until almost eleven o'clock. Both games were fantastic, as you would expect when you get to like the city tournament level of, of competition. I was scheduled for two more tonight. Uh, this afternoon, the 8 o'clock game, they told me uh, they were going to have to forfeit because they weren't going to have enough guys available. And then we show up for the 6 o'clock game knowing it was going to be delayed. They had a, a line of storms coming in right into that side of town, right up 1585, right at 6 o'clock. So like, okay, we're going to have a delay in the first game. And it dumped... Just long enough, just hard enough that the field like it puddled, and they're like, "Up oh, the field, like there's no way we're gonna be able to make make this field playable tonight. We'll have to reschedule for a later date," which sucks because it like we're at the part of the tournament now, like it's, it's double elimination tournament. But since it started yesterday, the teams playing today were teams that lost yesterday. Um, oh man, yeah. Like these are teams that like you have to figure out who's moving on to schedule the rest of the tournament. So like it's going to get pushed out now. Weather outlook for the rest of the week is also not good. Um, no. But like this is the first time really all season that they've had uh, any issues with weather. We were going to have to reschedule the recording this fine podcast, but uh, I left thinking I was going to be out 5 to 10, 10.30 tonight. Like I, I would have been just getting home right about now. Now I was back at home 7.30. Not having called a single game or a pitch or anything, but you know, back home. So there's that yard update. It's green. I hate that there's so much uh, ryegrass, but it's it's going to be there. Got Bermuda grown in. Excited about that. I did get a, a manual reel mower, Michael. I'm excited to try that because I want to be able to, to mow the Bermuda and, and I guess the ryegrass too really, really short. Um, Are you going to go go out there every day, every other day or something? That way it doesn't yeah, get too tall? I may have to. Um, yeah. But... 
I'm only really planning on doing it in the front yard and it's only a few hundred square feet and even used in like really, really old powered real mowers, like gas, um, selling for five, six, $700 a piece. I'm like, I really can't commit to that for this one small yard. And two, if I hate it or if I can't figure it out or if I can't get the yard level enough, then it's just going to be more frustration. That's a lot of money to spend to ultimately be like, nah, I don't want to do that. However, I got this manual one uh, for a hundred bucks. It's like, that's not, that's not bad. And it's new. So I I, I get that. Um, I have a going yard update. Ooh. Did you get the, uh, the line buried, the AT&T line? No, it's probably (laughs) going to be in my yard for six months. Like it was last time. But see, so I had to now jump, the, I had to jump rope around it when I mowed the other day. Now's the time for them to come out because the ground's gonna be soft and like easy oh, for them to, sure. to get down. But no, they, they, yeah, they're not. They're going gonna to. wait for it to completely dry back out and be like just dust again. Not just dry back out. They're gonna wait for it to complete. It'll be November. Oh, sure. Where the grass has stopped growing, and so <laughs> there will just be this huge gash of dirt and mud in my yard until grass starts growing again in may this time yeah. next year so it would make more sense to do it now because you do it now and then the yard's going to recover pretty quickly but, mm-hmm. but they'll just come out there and tear up my sprinklers when they do but what i was going to say is um friday night i came home and man it's just been like most people uh in the month of may with kids in school it's been pretty wild so Yard was getting kind of hairy. Friday night, I was determined, like, I've got to at least mow it, hopefully edge it. I was able to do both. It seemed like it was going to rain on me at any second a couple of times, but it never did. Mm -hmm. The thing I want to brag about is the $10 radio that I bought, and I was listening to the baseball game the whole time. Nice. Because I don't... The app for the, the flagship Texas Tech Station doesn't always work for me on my phone without messing with it. Sometimes the audio will just quit. Like it's, Mm -hmm. and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because it's on Wi-Fi or because it's not on Wi-Fi. It'll just cut in and out or or not cut in and out. It'll just stop. Like it'll play two minutes and then you've got to go back to the app and hit play again. And so that will happen to me sometimes. And it happened to me just enough to where I thought, you know what? That's going to be really annoying while you're trying to mow or do the yard. So I bought a $10 pocket FM radio transmitter that was made in some country, not the U S it's been fantastic. Runs on two triple a batteries. I'm a, one of the things I'm looking forward to actually with the the real mower is because it's so quiet. I'll be actually able able to listen to music and podcast. I will be able to listen to podcasts. I can't listen to the spoken word while I'm mowing. It's not loud enough. And then I get the stupid notifications from my phone. You should turn down your headphones. It's dangerous to be listening to this loud. I was like, I'm trying to hear something else. Like the mower is already really loud. I want to hear something else. I, I enjoyed a couple of times. A couple of times last year, I experimented with just like putting cotton in my ears, just being, just daring to be alone with my thoughts, but then also not have the mower so dang loud. That was kind of mm-hmm. nice. I did that a couple of times. Welcome to my world. I like, I like to be alone <laughs> with my thoughts, Michael. Me too. Um, it's, it's a weird place. Ludwig 
Aberg. I'm sure you heard this name. Texas Tech men's golfer has won the 2023 Ben Hogan Award. And this is his second straight year. This is essentially collegiate golf's Heisman Trophy. Wow. He single-handedly, not right, uh, that, that's, that's, that's taken a, a lot of credit away from the team, uh, has helped the Texas Tech golf team to their, their highest finish in, the, in their tournament. Uh, he just set just absolute, like just absolutely dominated the tournaments. Uh, he won them like personally, uh, individually won them, but also was a big deal in how well the team performed. So congrats to him. Soon to be a professional golfer, Ludwig A. Burke. 2023 Ben Hogan Award winner. Okay, Michael, what did you learn? I've got a. I learned that I've got a first grader, sort of. I saw that on Facebook a, tonight, man. Yeah, kindergartner. She graduated today. Pretty big day. They've got a, a a big play day thing at school tomorrow. The weather hopefully will cooperate some. Um, and then. Final day of school's Thursday. It's nuts. Can't believe it. Grayson's uh, field day, play day thing will be Thursday. And then also that's like his award, his graduation or award, whatever you can call it. And early release. It's like, wow, so you're not really going to give them a play day if you've got them doing 18 different things. Like, that sucks for them. Because <laughs> uh, my, my my nephews, I, I, I've got a, my brother, I met his brother in Dallas I suppose it like it happened on back to back days basically because he's got two sons are in different grades and they spread their days out. Um, was like a like a parent, like he ran one of the events and he was he was a part of like their big slide. They have a big hill on their on their campus and he like the giant slip and slide type thing down the hill, uh, helped run that for them. So it was like a lot of fun. But you can see like they were out there like a lot of the day. And I remember when we were doing our, our, our field days or play dates, whatever you want to call them it was an all day thing. Like we would take a break for lunch. Uh, and then we were back out there playing again. Uh, and now there's like, you'll have maybe a, an hour or two after or around all these other things you're going to be doing. Grayson, I'm, I'm sorry about you, man. But, uh, yeah, Grayson will, will wrap up on Thursday, man. And we're, we got to figure out summer plans, but you've That's got crazy. a first grader. I'm yep. going to have a fourth grader. <sighs> Just wild. I don't feel that old man, but, but then I do. Oh, I do too. What what made me feel old? Oh, we scrimmaged. I don't think I talked about this. We um our last soccer practice was last Thursday. And our coach likes to do our, our coach is a great coach. We really lucked out. Uh just luck of the draw. His daughter's on the team too. But for the last practice, he likes to have the parents and siblings come out and scrimmage the girls. Those girls are fast, man. <laughs> fast, fast kids, fast kids alive. I just, uh, you know, you get out there and from the sidelines, you're like, oh, you know, that ball's not moving at you that fast. It is. And so are the kids behind the ball and you're, you know, parents were falling left and right. And, oh no. You know, to try not to run into kids. And, uh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. The girls won. I think it was, they won by one. They had some bonus time to get that that last goal in just to be safe. But it was uh it was a lot of fun. I learned that they look fast. They are and fast. yeah, they are fast. <laughs> They're faster. Their feet. Their feet are so quick. I crick with that ball. Yeah, man. 
And I am I am very uncoordinated when I'm trying to keep up with six year old kids running as fast as they can. Oh yeah, for sure. I I, I am too. Um, I yeah, I almost ate it last night. I, I was granted these are a little bit <laughs> older kids, uh, and and there had been some rain, but I was out in in what's like in C position. So I was out behind shortstop, and there was there was a, a close play going to be at first. I knew it was going to be close, so I tried to make my way in so I could get it closer. So, man, these, these kids are booking. So I had to like, I did, I had to like speed myself up. I hit the infield and I like, <laughs> like skidded through. I was like, like my hands went up and I was like, don't fall, don't fall. <laughs> don't eat it right here in the middle of the, of the diamond with all these kids looking at me. Um, that would have been bad, but yeah, they're, they're, they're fast dude. And, and they're growing up and they're uh, athletes and, passing me not not that i'm like peak athletic performance oh, yeah here, yeah but the, you know <laughs> passing me is not a i don't know it's but, not a badge of honor i guess or whatever you'd want to call it uh anything else from you before i talk about the dr pepper float no i'm ready i'm ready for this this is this is why i'm still here <laughs> this is why we're here Throwback to Lost, if you remember that. Okay, so we talked about last week really briefly. Bluebell came out with the Dr. Pepper Float ice cream flavor. Uh, it hit shelves and then flew off the shelves. Uh, sold out basically everywhere really quickly. Not really all that surprising with how Lubbock treats new food. Uh, if you look at the the restaurant businesses, you basically can open a restaurant and make your money back in the first couple of weeks and then... Uh, go ahead and get out before your business just dies in a, in a few months. Um, save yourself the heartache. Same thing goes with uh, Bluebell flavors, apparently. But we did not get a half gallon. We didn't want that much because we were just going to try it. We got a pint and we tasted it. Samantha and I, they were like, that's pretty good, man. That's pretty dang good. And we, we put it away. Um, it took us three three nights so like three trips into that little pint container. So it wasn't like we were just, you know, demolishing it in one sitting. Um, for a Dr. Pepper flavored ice cream, it was pretty good. Um, I would say it's got a better Dr. Pepper flavor than like the Whataburger Dr. Pepper shake. That's exactly what I was going to ask you because I thought you'd had that. there. So my problem with the Whataburger shakes really quickly, I, it feels like they have a shake base and then they add flavoring into it. Oh, because their chocolate shakes are not very chocolatey and they're not, they look very similar to their vanilla shake, which is also not very vanilla E anyways. Um, if you're a, if you're a Dr. Pepper fan and you like, you know, good old Coke float style, uh, treat, this one did not disappoint. So check it out if you can find it. All right. I think uh, I think with that, Michael, we'll, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Um, dust it, call it good. Um, baseball tournament starting here Wednesday. Hope Sea Tech Tech play well enough to work themselves into a regional. Uh, new basketball commit. Got preseason accolades for football. Maybe new coach. We'll see. For Michael, I'm Spencer. Catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the 23 personnel podcast help us out by subscribing rating the show and leaving a review follow us on twitter at 23 personnel spencer at punt suck 
and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. Be sure to catch the next episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.